0: 1 Samuel chapter 4 verses 1 through 11 And the word of Samuel came to all Israel Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines they encamped at Ebenezer and the Philistines encamped at Aphek. The Philistines drew up in line against Israel and when the battle spread Israel was defeated before the Philistines who killed about 4000 men on the on the field of battle And when the people came to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord here from Shiloh, that it may come among us and save us from the power of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh and brought brought from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. As soon as the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel gave a mighty shout so that the earth resounded. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shouting, they said, What does this great shouting in the camp of the Hebrews mean? And when they learned that the Ark of the Lord had come to the camp, the Philistines were afraid, for they said, A God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe to us, for nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us, who can deliver us from the power of these mighty gods? These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with every sort of plague in the wilderness. Take courage and be men, O Philistines, lest you become slaves to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated and they fled every man to his home. And there was a very great slaughter, for thirty thousand foot soldiers of Israel fell, and the ark of God was captured, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phineas, died. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Wow! So we have a new, uh, incredible story, really, here yeah. in First uh, Samuel. If you've been following along, we're um, examining this book, where God, um, we have a um, a people who are have turned away from the Lord. They've they're doing mm-hmm. what's right in their own eyes. Uh, they haven't heard from Him. They're not receiving uh, visions. They don't have a prophet. And yeah. then God just descends into this mess yeah. and provides this prophet for them in the person of Samuel. And now we see him actually kind of taking on that role. Yeah. Um and um, priest for them and uh, judge, and how that plays out amongst mm-hmm. uh, the Israelites. So, what are uh, some of your thoughts on this passage?
0: Absolutely. So, this is one of the first passages that Samuel is not really present in at all, except mm-hmm. he's kind of mentioned in this first verse. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of more connected to yesterday's passage. Right, anyways, right. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Kind of so sets up what he's dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, gosh, like there's so many just like little nuggets like buried yeah. throughout this that are gold. First of all, uh fascinating that they encamped at Ebenezer, the Rock of Remembrance. remembrance yeah. Right. And so, you know, they're they're encamped at this place which is uh very significant from mm-hmm. their conquest of the Promised Land. Mm-hmm. Um where you know, they've actually set up a Rock of Remembrance to remember the power of God for delivering them, right? And basically, and His promises. I'd yeah, say. like you totally, know, He promised yeah. the
1: land, and then He, I mean, now they have the land, right? Yeah. So yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, basically, what happens here is the the people just treat the Ark of the Covenant like a, a good luck charm or mm. this utilitarian. You know, they're they're trying to put God to good use. Yes. And what we see in this reading and then and the following days is God is not about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he he is not the the house plant of, <laughs> of Israel to, you know, just be fed and watered and mm-hmm. then, you know, brought out for for a good show. And yeah, then, you know, who are the two people who kind of come parading in mm-hmm. with the Ark of the Covenant, but our our favorite uh, own Hophni and Phinehas. Phinehas. yeah.
1: No, it's so instruct. I mean, I think even from the beginning, when the elders were um, surprised that the they had been defeated by the the, um, the Philistines, it's like what they were so um, you know entitled to mm. acted so entitled to God's provision. Mm-hmm. They you can see that they don't see themselves as in a relationship with the living God. That this is um, religion for them. This is yes. going through the motions of the anything that they had been doing in the temple yeah. with the offerings or mm. um in the ways that they were ruling the people um was just their own efforts. Um that you see them as being at the center and they're in control and like to your point that God serves them. And this is such mm. a powerful, like <laughs> very obvious display yeah. of who's in charge and uh whose purposes will be served.
0: Yeah. The, the Israelites are acting like a pagan nation and they're treating God like a pagan God. Right. And, you know, we see that like Hophni and Phinehas laying with, sleeping with women mm-hmm. out in the tabernacle, the entrance of the tabernacle. That is, you know, drawing off of the cultic prostitute right. practice that, right. you know, that that's not just From like... From the surrounding Canaanites, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of these things that we're seeing are not just... You know they're actually kind of worse than they seem at face value because they're leaving the the religion that God has called them to, and right. they're kind of making God just like Baal or you know just like these other gods that surround them, and that is why you know the Lord he he becomes silent right, to them as right. as we hear and in it defies
1: His purposes from the very beginning yes. of coming to Abraham of. The reason why he gave Abraham a family and Mm -hmm. made them into a great nation and gave them this land was so that they would bless the whole earth so that all the nations would know the great name of Yahweh. And here they have completely taken the blessings of God Mm -hmm. and basically trounced on them, just destroyed them. And yet they still expect them um, not not ever recognizing no. that these blessings are for a purpose and what a privilege and a joy it would be to serve a God who had rescued in, you in this way in all the ways that he had and mm. also was going to rescue you ultimately um, in your greatest need, your greatest spiritual need. And this that's another reason why it's so important that they observe all the things mm-hmm. that God has said, because this is all you know, ushering in the time of Christ. I mean, this is moving towards, um, Jesus and God will not let them derail, um, his, you know, his nation, his plan for how Jesus would enter the world. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, so moving forward, the, the Philistine reaction is so, so, Mm. you know, the, these Israelites, they get a big burst of energy when the ark rolls in. Right. the earth resounds with their their shouting. You know, yeah. they're they're making some hoopla. Yeah, and the the Philistines are freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> like they they are terrified terrified. And what's fascinating is they actually point back to the Exodus from Egypt, mm-hmm. and you know they don't know anything about you know they they actually. Are referring to the to the Lord as like several gods, you know, mm-hmm. and so like they really don't know anything about Yahweh, like no. what, nor should they, you know. But they've heard the story, and it's actually interesting. Right, they are filled with a fear of the Lord immediately because they they remember what God has done, right? In Israel, who's touting God around. Yeah. Clearly doesn't really remember who God is right, right now.
1: And even still, it's like the fear of the Lord, though, that like they they have the beginning of fear, but it doesn't draw them into relationship. No. And to your point, they, they actually should have known who God mm. is at this point because the the people of Israel lived in their midst. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just so tragic. Yeah, uh, They should have known this great and glorious yeah. God for who he really yeah. was. And yet they have this misunderstanding exactly. and then his own people are acting this way. And you see this kind of like they recognize his power and yet are they drawn into this mm-hmm. um relationship of redemption with him? Yeah. No.
0: And that that is like a great point. So, you know, at when the when Aaron makes the golden calf after they've left Egypt, you know, the first instance of Israel's idolatry, he says, behold, your gods who brought you up out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron is the first one, you know, the high priest Aaron is the first one who, who makes it gods plural who have brought them out. And yeah. So I think the fact that the Philistines are like, Oh, these are those gods Mm -hmm. points to, you know, and it also points back to that the Philistines had enslaved the Israelites. Right. And so we see here that um, they, the Israelites did not bring like a pure understanding of Yahweh when they were Mm -hmm. living amongst, in in Philistia. Right. And uh, yeah, I I just think that the fear of the Lord is such a central theme here Mm -hmm. because they they certainly believe in like the delivering power of God, right. but that doesn't mean that you fear the Lord. Right. Just because you believe God can do stuff doesn't mean that you fear Him. Yeah. You know, and that I, you want to enter that, into a yeah, relationship
1: with Him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's such a word for us um, when we read this Old Testament passage and think like, what does this mean? Um, just to see who God is, how He really is, um, the living terrible almighty God yeah. and yet he's doing all of this to remind his people that he is their God yeah, yeah. Um, and that they are his people. And he does the same. And I think Jesus took that um, same theme all the way through into revelation where he, mm-hmm. he reminds the church that your lamb stand will be removed if you do not return to your love. Like this is not about um, the, you know, all the outward trappings of being, a follower, being a believer, being a Christian, a member mm-hmm. of a church. It's always about your heart. Um, and you need to love God and love people.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, their, their reaction makes me think of the book of Jonah, where, you know, Jonah is this prophet who knows God. He believes in the power of God, but he does not fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. He he tries to run from him. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, Jonah does end up in Nineveh and all he says is yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown Mm -hmm. and just from this tiny tiny little prophecy this tiny word from the Lord Mm -hmm. the people of Nineveh completely humble themselves and repent in in this narrative and you know we we see like a similar thing here like just at the mention of, of this god mm-hmm. who they really don't know anything about they they're filled with dread and that is more glorifying to the lord than you know being touted about as like the the circus pony you know right and, and it, it points to me to, to psalm 34 verse 7 the angel of the lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them and then i um, jumping down to verse nine. Oh, fear the Lord. You, his saints for those who fear him have no lack young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing.
1: Mm, that's a good and one. And
0: it's just a, such a convicting call out to me from the text of, am, am I like treating God as someone who I believe, like I know he can do things, mm-hmm. but I kind of just want to utilize that right. and access that or Do I believe, do I see God as the potter and I'm the clay? Mm -hmm. Like as he's the ultimate being, not me. And my life is in his hands.
1: Right. You trust his sovereignty and his goodness. Mm -hmm. So, well, we got a lot to think about today. Um, For Will Carlisle, I'm Jennifer McClish.
0: Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 1737 or email me directly at jason at christ covenant dot com we'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily
1: rhythm